Hey, Krista. Hey, Sarah. We're back for season two, baby. Right? Who would have thought we'd be back for another one? I know. We still have so many things to talk about. So I guess I'll see you Tuesday. Hey, Krista. Hey, girl. I am excited to talk to you today. Uh, I'm always excited to talk Mm -hmm. to you. Hello. (laughs) I know, right? What are we... I know. What are we chatting about, Krista? We're going to talk about networking, the art of networking today. But more specifically, we're really going to talk about the art of building relationships, building relationships in your personal life and building relationships in your professional life. I think the word network gets a bit of a bad rap and we think it only pertains to your career, but it doesn't, right? As we get older and move through our own stages of life, the relationships that we want to build and who we want to build them with change. Like you said, network, networking. Mm -hmm. And like immediately my mind goes to like, you're in a corporate business suit and you're ha- you have like maybe an alcoholic beverage in your hand right. and you're talking to people you don't know like it, yeah. it's just like and then it's stress like stressful situation but the more like we think about it like Krista said like building these relationships and building this network building your community is also very very important absolutely I think it's obviously it's important to focus on networking in your nine to five because that's where we spend most of our time. And we do that in order to build trust and work with people, but also to be able to have opportunities be presented to us as a result of knowing more people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, you know, the purpose of networking is to make new relationships, which you said, and also foster existing ones, Mm -hmm. right? Because who knows what the existing relationships you have will lead you to, will benefit you in the future, right? Yeah. And I think I think you're leading into a great question that I have is, have you had experiences with networking that were positive that led to opportunities? Yeah, I, I have actually. While I was still in school, I was working on this project with like a legit company. Mm. And from that, like from networking and, and, you know, building that trust and building that relationship and building that rapport, um, I actually managed to secure a job in my field in my last semester of school. And then after I graduated as well. So without building that network, I wouldn't have even got a job while still in school. So that was a success story uh, on my end. What about you? I have a similar story. It wasn't out of school, but I would say it's been a while since you and I've worked together and I've since moved on and moved up in my career. And all the jobs that I've had since we've worked together have been through my network specifically my LinkedIn profile, but I, all the jobs that I've had, basically I have not applied for. They, a recruiter has reached out to me within my network about an opportunity. So it's anecdotal, but it proves the fact that it's important to have your feelers out there and have a presence so that people can like trust in you as a person. So building the relationship and the other piece, which I think we can dive into is building that profile that shows your experience and how you bring value. I do, if I can, I want to bring in some stats as well, because stats, Let's hear it. <laughs> you can't argue the numbers. According to a LinkedIn survey, up to 85% of jobs are filled through networking. 
85. 85%. So if you didn't believe in it at the beginning of our conversation, the stats show that building a network is crucial in terms of having job opportunities. And whether that's like building your LinkedIn network, Mm -hmm. because like I can't tell you how many people post jobs as like a status in their LinkedIn post and then it pops up on my homepage. Like how convenient is that? Like right there, so easy to see. Or like like Krista said, like people like will directly like headhunt you on LinkedIn depending on how your profile is set up and everything that's in it, as well as your, you know, industry connections or people connections outside of that, your even personal connections. So that's fantastic. That's great to know. 85%. And even to just build relationships that don't necessarily lead right away to opportunities. Like I can say a few days ago, somebody within my network in my industry uh, had posted something about a an issue that's popped up recently. And she has a podcast. So she's saying that she's going to be talking about it in an upcoming episode. And I'm, I commented, obviously, because I know her. And I said, this is such a timely episode and I can't wait to like tune into it. And she replied back being like, yeah, I, well, you know, I'm going to, I was hesitant to do the episode, but I feel more confident that it's something that needs to be out there. My producer, who is also Canadian and she tagged him in it also, you know, gave me the green light to go ahead. So now I have a new connection just based on that alone. So that's awesome. Yeah. That, that little interaction, exactly. you, like, you instantly created something. Exactly. To further solidify the position that networking is important. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that 70% of all jobs are found through networking. Like, I believe that. Yeah. I believe it, right? It's who you know. It's who, who you know, you know, you just through relationships, might you might get jobs. You might make best friends. You, may, you might make, it might come out of like, maybe they'll, it's like a relationship, a romantic relationship, a, a job. <laughs> like, who knows what, what these connections will lead to. Yeah, maybe you'll marry a CEO and then retire early. I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I think leaning into like the friendship aspect of networking as well. American Psychological Association notes that networking can lead to learning opportunities and skill development. So even from the aspect of just doing it or practicing networking, you're building on a skill and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Because how stressful mm-hmm. is it to walk into a room mm-hmm. that you don't know anyone yeah. and start talking to someone and start telling them who you are and and building that relationship? That is in extremely difficult. So yeah, practicing those skills to do that, practicing your elevator pitch Ooh. is very crucial. I agree. So I think this is a good segue not to get to the elevator pitch right off the bat, but talking about building the network from like the ground up, which the elevator pitch is obviously an offshoot of that. But what are some things that we can probably talk through or share with our listeners about what building a network looks like? And the number one thing that always comes to mind professionally, and we could probably talk a little bit about personally as well, is is this LinkedIn profile. So Sarah, do you have a LinkedIn profile? And how often do you update said LinkedIn profile? Yes, I have a LinkedIn profile. When I update it, I guess whenever anything changes in my career, Mm -hmm. then I'll update it right away. I'm on it daily. Yeah. 
I think it's a very useful tool. I think earlier in my career, I was on it a lot more and posting things and updating things and trying to get recommendations and things like and trying to make connections and reach out to people. I've definitely slowed down, obviously, but I try to stay active on it and I try to stay engaged with the people that I've formed relationships with just so they know that I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also have, what about you? Yeah, <laughs> I also have a LinkedIn profile. I I do update it more probably often than you do because I've had quite a bit of change in the in the past few years with with different opportunities that have come my way. But I think at a minimum I try and update it once a year, and I am on LinkedIn every day. So at a minimum I update it once a year. But if I see somebody else's profile where I'm like, oh, that really got my attention, I want to use some aspect of that in my profile. I will like do quick edits, obviously. And yeah. as time goes by, you're only supposed to have like the last 10 years of your career on there. So, you know, you take stuff out or you, you make certain edits, but you hit on the key thing of like, I use it to connect. I use it to connect with those people every day. Like my network is global, so they're all over the world. So I'm not going to be able to pick up a phone or send a text at, at certain times because they may be sleeping. Like we're not working the same hours. So it's very crucial to be able to see what's going on in your industry, but that's going on with those people in your network. If they've got a new job to give them those congratulations. I have seen different opportunities being posted because, you know, we're still post pandemic and there isn't a lot of certainty with jobs and the positions. So when you see a job and you know, somebody in your network might be a fit for it, you can tag them in said posts. Like I've done that for other people and people have done that for me. So that definitely helps amplify putting yourself out there. And you really, at the root of it, need to make sure you invest in your LinkedIn profile. It needs to be good. It can't be just your position. You need to talk about what you've done in the position, how you've provided value. I'm a numbers girl. Numbers are always super, super important to me. And then because there's also the element of like applying to a job directly on LinkedIn. So they're yes, literally exactly. taking your LinkedIn profile and everything you have on there. And was it like easy apply when you like do an easy apply on LinkedIn to a job? And literally so. they're taking your profile and they're applying it to the job and then you're done. So you want to make sure that everything that you want for your you know career to be captured is there. So you're able to, you know, easily apply to those jobs or maybe you're reaching out to someone about something. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Yeah. And it has some really important highlights. You want to you want to basically it's your highlight reel and you want to be able to sell yourself before you have to have that meeting. If you've never met that person before to have the conversation, you want some things to be like, oh, this person said this and they've increased it by that. That's very interesting. I want to dig into that more and have that conversation. Okay. And I think this is just one aspect of networking that we're talking about, which is online. But then there's the actual in-person aspect of networking, which you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, which we probably don't talk mm -hmm. about as much just because we still maybe have PTSD from being indoors. But there's still in-person events <laughs> that we should be attending, right? Yeah where we're going to the thing and have the name yeah. name badge and <laughs> with the drink tickets. Yeah. But it's like I said, like that's stressful and you need confidence mm -hmm. to walk in there and go up to people you don't know. You need to pick like the perfect outfit. You need, you need to like have your elevator pitch ready to go. Cause people are going to ask you like, so who are you? Yeah. Like you need to have that ready to go. And during that time, you really want to form those relationships quickly because you're only going to have a few minutes maybe to talk to somebody. 
So you want to try to make an impact on that person. My hot tip is after the event, maybe that evening or the next day, try to find them on LinkedIn, send them a a request to um, connect and maybe send them a quick note through LinkedIn. Just like recapping, like, it was great meeting you at the event yesterday, at so-and-so event yesterday. I really enjoyed chatting about XYZ. Thanks for the connection or something like that, just so they're your top of mind for them. And then you're there, your LinkedIn connection. So that's fantastic. I did have a stat that said that networking actually helps to build self-confidence, which is... I believe that. Which is because you're like, you're not confident going in, right? You're completely intimidated, but it's all about practicing, right? It's practicing the art of building those relationships. Building those relationships and selling yourself. Yeah. I find it very hard to sell myself. So the more you practice, it's with anything. So the more you practice that, the more you'll be, um, it'll be easier for you to get out. You'll be feel more comfortable saying it and more confident saying it. So yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah, you're making me think about what my pitch is currently. I would say, and this needs refining because I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'm spitballing it for the sake of our conversation. But I work in the area of risk and my job is to solve problems using analytics in a way that doesn't impact the sales of the business. This needs refinement, but that's probably what I would say that that it's my job. I struggle with that every time people ask me what I do, though. Yeah, it's tough. I find it tough. I find it very tough. But it's also, you know, making those connections. So whether you're going to use it for a future opportunity or just to make that connection within the industry, or maybe they can be like a mentor of yours, Mm -hmm. like who knows, like whatever, it's going to be beneficial for you regardless. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say that in the beginning of it, it's intimidating. I mean, we're new to the podcasting world. We want to build a network too. It's super intimidating because you don't know where to start. So I think there's two things there that you, one that you've touched on is, what is your goal in networking when you're first starting out? I know for me, when I was building up my online presence, my goal was I needed, I wanted to get to 500 connections. That's where I felt where I'm like, that is like the money-making marker. It makes me look legit. I want to have this many people in my industry. This is years ago, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I really worked hard on building and, and connecting with people at that point. And one of the people, which was a senior executive at the time, when I sent the connection, sent me back a message being like, I don't remember working with you. Can you tell me how we're connected before I accept? Mm-hmm. Which was a- like right there. That's just stressful. Yes, of course. I was like, what? <laughs> but I said, I'm like, I, I told him that I don't think that we would have worked directly with each other, but I worked with your particular firm and these are the individuals that I would have worked more closely with. I'm just looking to build, you know, build my networking community of people in the industry and then he said well you know what good luck and he accepted the the connection i thought you're gonna say and he rejected the connection (laughs) well i thought he was gonna reject it too i thought it was a shot in the dark but my goal was one to get to 500 but to cast my net wide right so i was sending connection invites to a whole bunch of people so the rejection would feel like less if they didn't accept Mm -hmm. right Oh, yeah, yeah. Same. I think when I was like in my last year of school or like my first year out of school, that was like my goal is to get like X amount of connections on LinkedIn. I think now I have like over 4,000 connections, which is like insane. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was like literally hardcore back in the day. Um, But it's super beneficial. 
it's so beneficial. Yeah. As a starting point, it really helps. And then as you start to grow in your career, like you were saying, Sarah, really having somebody as a mentor really helps you kind of navigate some of those challenges, not so much with like a LinkedIn profile, but like the next steps in your career, like finding somebody within your industry who's like a couple steps ahead of where you want to be and having those regular conversations and whatever cadence works for you to say, here's where I'm at. Here's how I want to go. And somebody can give you advice. I know that I've, based on my experience, given advice to people younger than me of like what to do is their next step and how to go. So having somebody above me to be able to give me that direction, I find to be super important. Mm -hmm. I have another stat. Let's hear it. A LinkedIn survey showed that 82% of respondents had a mentor and 95% of those with those mentors said that these relationships had a positive impact on their careers. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Also, the National Mentoring Partnership reported that young adults with mentors are more likely to graduate from college and excel in their careers. So, right. okay, but yeah, that makes sense too, right? So That's great. I do want to bring up somebody that I think is like a celebrity who I think has really mastered the art of networking. Oh my gosh, who? Meghan Markle. Okay, let's get into it. Go. So... My opinion is I respect her work, her philanthropy work, and I believe that she's very passionate about that. Not that anybody has asked me, but that like that's really how she should be spending her time now. Let's like not do the acting thing, the podcasting thing. Just go back to your like do good efforts, because I think that that's where you mm -hmm. really make an impact. When she was on Suits and she had to move to Toronto and she lived here for like seven years. Yeah. And she became like an honorary Torontonian. Yeah. She found a way to leverage herself in a way to make very specific connections within Canada that had like very high social status, quite frankly. Like yeah. one of her closest friends at the time was the wife of the son of a former mm -hmm. prime minister. So mm -hmm. I knew you were going to say exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Mulroney. So yeah. If those are the type of social ponds that you're swimming in, it would stand to reason that at some point you are going to be able to meet or have friends that are friends with royalty. Right. So I give her kudos. Like if she wants to do a podcast, do it on the art of networking because she has nailed it. She landed a prince. Share, share your advice. Share your yeah, tips. Girl, how did Truly. you do it? What did you do? Like, that's what I want. Yeah. Megan, if you're listening, which you would never be, but this is what I want to hear about, girl. Goals. Goals. I don't want to hear about Harry. I don't want to hear about your straight hair. I want to know how you've been able to climb the social echelons and get to where you've gotten. Truly. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of it like that. But you're right. You're completely right. Knowing that that's kind of more like a pop culture reference, but more personal, I think touching on... As we move into different life stages, we've had to change our networks in terms of the relationships that we've had to build, right? I know that you, as a new mom, have had to kind of pivot a bit. Mm -hmm. You obviously have your friends from a long time ago. I know you have the designated two to four friends based on our podcast episode. <laughs> your two to four close mm -hmm. friends that go back to high school. But as a mom, you want to communicate and be heard by other moms so have you been able to like build those kind of personal networks to feel that support in the new mom community yeah for sure because like you said you want to build that community and build that connection and build that rapport and you don't want to be 
you know, so lonely during your maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So this time around, I have my first maternity leave. It was right during COVID, like right. beginning of COVID. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to take advantage of meeting new moms in my area. But this time around, I absolutely am. But with anything, you're putting yourself out there and you need that confidence and you need that. And also you have this baby too. Yeah, <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Which adds a fun a fun little element to it. But it's important. It's important because you're all going through the same thing together, right? So it's nice to hear other stories. It's nice to feel like you're not going crazy some days. Some two apps or two, you know, softwares that, I, that have helped me find, you know, moms in my area are Peanut. Mm. So it's like a little app that you download. And it's so funny. It's like a dating app. So you like swipe on like mm. moms, like yes or no. So it's like literally like a dating app, which is hilarious. Um, and then you can like reach out. You could talk through the app. So I have found a few like mom friends through that. And also so like Facebook groups, like people in my area, like in the city, particular cities and everything like that. So yeah, I have. And it's been great where I'm just building, trying to build up that community, right? It's just so important to highlight based on what you said that it doesn't networking doesn't stop in any aspect of your life now. And all of it is still done via some kind of like dating app. <laughs> some kind of- Right. It's so funny. Like, it's terrible. But like, it makes sense. It's like, hey, I don't want to date you. But like, do you want to like go on a date? New mom? Yeah. Yeah. You want to like, bring your baby too? We can just like go for a walk cool but that speaks to like bring snacks the profile needs to needs to provide some kind of value or something that resonates right like your profile yeah like you want to swipe someone to swipe on your profile and then the one that you hope to match with is the one with the profile that's got your attention 100 percent. it's so funny a little cringy but also funny (laughs) but like you're a new mom and then you see another cool mom and they like they don't match with you you're like how dare you (laughs) yeah yeah and then I'm like, yeah, you're too cool. You're, you're too way too cool for me. Well, there you go. I'm not a new mom, but definitely as I've like grown in different ways and stuff, friendships have changed and people in relationships and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, I'm constantly networking and going to events. It's been a while since I've been to an in-person event, but going to events to build relationships. And again, still using like an app to connect with other like-minded women. It's like a dating app, like you're swiping on people and hoping that they connect or like message you. It's amazing how many people are afraid to message, even in, in a platonic setting, actually. Yes, right? Yes. I always found I was the first one. Same. I have to message first. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, like whatever. But then like, I felt like I was the one like keeping the conversation up. And I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. This has to be like a two-way streak. I'm not doing this. Well. I don't have time for this. Exactly. You have to be, you both have to be invested in the conversation, but I feel the same. And it's like, to me, it's like really a confidence thing. If you're confident, then you can message first. And then if they don't respond, like, I don't care. But people are afraid to be rejected, even in our personal personal lives. And if I feel Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm having to work hard, like I'm not trying to court you. So like, if you're not giving me what I'm giving, then yeah, obviously, I'm going to find somebody else to connect with. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, it's going to continue in our future. Like, when my kids go to school, Mm -hmm. that opens up a whole nother network of parents. Right. And, you know, 
people like play dates and let's do this and who knows maybe that'll lead to different things for me different things for my kids so i'm kind of interested to see how that goes from like raising kids perspective yeah growing your network and kind of evolving to like the next level of friendships Mm -hmm. and relationships exactly i think we can also even talk about like us as new podcasters, we hosted a meetup for the purposes of being able to connect with other podcasters local to the city because we wanted to build those relationships, which is not an easy thing to do. Of Yeah, being like so new yeah. to this industry. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know anyone. We wanted to kind of build that community and, you know, form those connections. So, yeah, we it was so fun. We have we made all these connections yeah. and relationships. So, you know, we're building our our network that way we're practicing we're putting ourselves out there yeah we were so afraid right we were so afraid like will, will anybody come will anybody come to our party but you just you got to put yourself out there and be okay with rejection but basically mm-hmm. you got to operate with a mindset of like you're going to make it work you're going to make it work you're going to provide value and it's going to be good yeah yeah but it's hard but yeah absolutely so i think we were talking a little bit about the elevator pitch and actual events and I I think I don't know if we want to talk a little bit more about how to prepare for a networking event um sure like the first thing that that comes into my head is like what the heck am I gonna wear (laughs) what look am I gonna give right because you're like okay well what are other people wearing yes like how like how formal is this how not how casual is this like you don't want to be like the bum that shows up but you like you want like oh so stressful picking an outfit and then shoes forget about it i find it harder to figure out what dress code for a conference than for like a networking event because a lot of networking events are after work so Mm -hmm. depend well I mean, where we used to work was very casual. So you could be at a place that's a little bit more formal, but everybody's coming after work. So I don't know if there's judgment or not, but at a conference, there's no set dress code. So it's like, yeah, I don't want people to think I'm a bum, but at the same time, I may Mm -hmm. be at a conference where there's going to be software engineers and you're going to see them because they're going to be walking around in their hoodies and nobody's looking at them like they're bums. So yeah, but I don't want to come in a suit because it's like, this is going to be a long day and I don't want to spill style dressing on my pants. So where's the in-between totally and then it's like okay well what do i bring what do i bring to the event do i bring business cards do i bring i don't know a pen do i bring like what what other things should i bring that's it's such a good point like are business cards still a thing i don't know the answer to that no but like i feel like but i think they are companies i know i think they are too but you give me your business card I'm going to type your name into LinkedIn, then I'm going to throw out your business card. Well, that's the thing is that, I mean, a lot of companies don't print business cards for you anymore. So it's like, you're sending me to a conference without a business card. But when I was going to make my own business cards and like get like go to Vistaprint and like print out like, you know, whatever the 500 that they give you part my business card was just going to have a QR code on it. It was just going to have the LinkedIn QR code that people could scan to connect mm. easily. So there was no search involved. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that you just want them, you just want to direct them to your LinkedIn yeah. page anyways, right? So, yeah, true. I mean, that's a good one. Maybe it's not even printing out business cards, but it's just printing that one, that one card that has a QR code that you can easily pass around to people to just be like, yeah. scan it and you're good. We're connected. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very like forward thinking, like tech forward thinking, I feel like. It's yeah. Very techie. I love it. Oh, I love technology. Whatever makes my life easier. So what I- 
what other things do you bring to a networking event? Your elevator pitch. You need to prepare for that. Yes. You need to, you need to yeah. know what you're going to say. I try and do some research beforehand about what the event entails and maybe who the speakers are. True. It's hard to always know who the attendees are. For networking events, I find that you don't know. A conference, you can kind of know. They'll publish like who different attendees are. So from a networking event... I think ideally, and I'm terrible at this, I need to be better, is like make a goal of like at least to connect to a certain amount of people. Maybe it's two, maybe it's five. I don't really know. Of people I don't know and introducing myself to get comfortable kind of putting myself out there. At a conference, I'll know who's attending. So if I do want to connect with them, I will try and like message them before the conference to say, hey, I see you're at so-and-so. I work at so-and-so. I think there might be some overlap in our work or some interesting things I'd like to discuss. When are you going to be there? I would love to like catch up or have a coffee or a chat or something. I feel more confident. I can I can reach out in those emails, those cold emails versus walking up to someone who's like, hey, are you Jan? Oh, I've been, I've been looking for you all over the place. Like I can't do that. And that's so creepy. No, I can't either yeah no i can't good for you that if you can i can't no if i reach out to you and you reply back and we set up a meeting from there when i see you i can take it from there but like cold approaching someone like hey barb (laughs) and then what if they don't remember you or they freaked out because they're like who are you yeah like awkward i think also to prepare if there are people that you are wanting to talk to you need to prepare what you want to talk to them about so whether it's questions that you want to ask Like, what are you trying to get out of the yeah. conversation? And how are you going to end the conversation so that you're not making them feel like they're being held hostage and it's not turning into like awkward, yeah, yeah. You just want to like get in there, get your two good questions in, actively listen, paraphrase it back and be like, you know what? I love that the fact that we could meet today. I know that you are busy and want to meet other people as do I, you know, I'll circle back with a like a LinkedIn invite and we can see if there's, you know, another time that we can get together and chat and leave it at that. Yeah, that's perfect. That's great advice. I found my stat on self-confidence just to validate myself that I do want to share because I love numbers, as you know. So as I said before, networking can boost self-confidence. According to a survey by the Muse, 70% of respondents felt more confident in their job search after attending networking events. Mm. Yeah. So put themselves out there. Not before but after yeah because they felt like they made some connections maybe they got maybe they asked really good questions to be like if i wanted to work at your company what are the things or the challenges that i need to consider and then that helped them feel better from a job search perspective to know maybe what kind of job they're looking for and what kind of skills they need to present in order to be you know considered for said role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's fantastic so how does one maintain those relationships sarah that is a good question because everyone is busy mm-hmm. so it's very hard to maintain relationships um i would say personally communication touch base with the person yeah. every so often or like even if you're not close to them like you know comment on if on a linkedin post or like like a linkedin post like do something just to let them know like i'm still here um those are all good. Like it depends, and it depends. Like if you're if you're close, maybe grab coffee with that person mm-hmm. to catch up. But it's it, it's hard. I th- I think it's very hard. Even even maintaining like a friendship, yeah, for that matter, right, is hard as well. What what would you say? I think you're right. I think the pandemic made it kind of strange in the sense that now online and remote is kind of the top of mind of building relationships. And people are more hesitant depending on like 
the different season of like meeting people in person just because there is more fear of people getting sick and stuff. So there is a, a bigger pressure for you to be able to connect online, which I'm completely fine with. But I know other people like to do the like in-person meeting. But whatever it looks like for you of like regular touch points, again, you said where we have busy lives. I go on LinkedIn every day. I think that's something that anybody who wants to build their networking career should be doing is on LinkedIn every day of looking to see what your peers are doing, commenting, try and have a goal of like, I'm going to comment on three different posts today just to just to be out there and have, you know, people in your industry just aware that like, you know, hey, still around. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And adding insights where where it's important to do so. Did I already say uh, that networking is not just about professional growth? Did I already give that little crucial nugget in our conversation? It can lead to personal growth, improve communication skills and increase self-awareness. And that and that makes sense, yeah. right? Of course, right? Like that that makes complete complete sense to me. It's also important to maintain and continue those relationships because of the aspect of career progression. A lot of times in your nine to five job, you're going to reach a point where you hit a ceiling and there's nowhere else to go because they're not going to create a new role or there's a budget constraint that doesn't allow them to promote you. And you need to probably think about going to other places to see that growth. According to a survey by the Association for Talent Development, 35% of professionals attributed their career progression to networking. So that's also why Mm. it's important. If you want to take the next step in your career, it's not always going to be at the company that you're working at. You will have to like step out of your comfort zone and consider going somewhere else. And having friends there already would be helpful. Absolutely. Definitely. Or knowing someone that knows somebody, right? Yeah. I think it's harder... It's harder to create friendships at work now, now that there's a little bit of a remote first or a hybrid work environment. I know that since we work together, I don't have a lot of the same relationships that I used to have from being in the office, but I think it speaks to whether the culture encourages said relationship building or not. That's really up to the company to promote it. Because I'll say I'm in a hybrid position now. I don't have friends at work. And the other remote positions I've had since you and I've worked together, I had friends at work. People that I never seen in person. Wow. But I think that, yeah, like like you said, the company needs to drive that, right? And needs to figure out ways to get people connected and and form those relationships because it's tough. It's tough when you're working at home, everyone's working at home, 100%. When you and I were in the office every day, we would bump into people in the Mm -hmm. kitchen, in the bathroom, like anywhere. And you would, you know, have a quick conversation just to, you know, maintain that relationship or ask personal things or ask certain things about their life or things like that just to like continue that relationship growing but yeah it's a lot harder when you're just seeing people in meetings and then you're bouncing right out of them right like online totally relationships started in the kitchen (laughs) that should be a a quote (laughs) or outside if you were a smoker but yeah like i'm never in the kitchen in my hybrid like rarely and yeah Yeah. it's, it's not the same vibe no no it's different for sure yeah according to gallup Employees with a best friend at work are seven times more likely to be engaged in their jobs. Building friendships through networking can contribute to job satisfaction. Duh. I'm like, that speaks volumes. Granted, um, opportunities will always trump friendships for me. So I will move to another opportunity because I like a challenge. But (laughs) my ability to maintain connections, I feel like is unprecedented because we still speak, obviously. And we haven't yeah, worked together years later in a f- in quite a few years. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I believe that, you know, having that um, ally at work, having that friend at work, mm-hmm. it's like kind of a sounding board is someone that you can go to and, you know, quickly grab lunch, things like that. It just makes the workday bearable, <laughs> fun. Well, it's about it's really like the friends at work are to like enjoy non-work things. Yeah. Like, oh, remember that project we're working on? We had so much fun. No, that's not why you had fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So are you, you know, are you hoping to make a, some sort of personal connection, a friendship with someone at your current role or no. maybe your next role? I, I don't see it as a priority because I think that I've been able to build my network outside of where I work that's big enough, that's continuing to grow. And by attending different webinars and conferences, that will I, w- I will see that network can continue to grow. So it's not specific to where I'm working now. And mm-hmm. I sound like cold-hearted, um, which isn't too far from <laughs> my disposition, but I'm not interested in making friends at work. It doesn't have anything to do with me being competitive, but I'm like, I'm there to do a job and yeah. I want to trust the person I'm working with to do their part of the job because I'm going to show up and do my part of the job. And for me, that's how a relationship is comes to be. Like, say what you're going to do, do it. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Right. So yeah, would it be uh, nice to have someone to go to lunch with? Sure, yeah. but I'm too busy usually to take lunch, so there's an issue. And because of my previous work experience, I will say I do have people that I used to work with that are in my network that work at this company currently that I still reach out to. Oh, that's that's nice. That's nice. There you go. Okay. So you do have a few allies if you want to. Yeah. yeah they're not the, They're not in the same um, business area as I am, obviously. But yeah, there's at least three or four people that I used to work with that I know work at this company currently. They don't know that I work there yet and I'm not necessarily going to reach out, but if I needed to, I could. Gotcha. So I feel like for me, I need, I need someone. Just, I just need Mm, one person. Valid. You know, I just need someone that I can just like vent to about something maybe stupid or, you know, maybe, you know, bounce some ideas off them or you know quickly take a quick break and grab lunch or whatever the thing is i i need that person just to make the day a little more fun i agree i mean i would say that i use my current friendships for a lot of the venting but there's nothing like venting to someone who works at the company about the company (laughs) (laughs) like of frustrations right like yeah like that policy they implemented that's wild right like why do we have to do that? that's crazy yeah. You do that engagement survey? Yeah, we have to get it 100%. This is wild, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, so It's a lot easier when people get it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we've kind Enjoy. of, <laughs> you beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've touched on a lot of things to summarize, but maybe to emphasize, it's important to understand how you provide value in a professional or even in a personal life. Like you need to sell yourself in a way that you're attracting what you want back in mm-hmm. relationships from a professional or personal standpoint. Work on your LinkedIn profile. Make it good. <laughs> if you need tips, come to us. Absolutely. There are people I know that don't have a LinkedIn profile or don't care about their LinkedIn profile and don't go on LinkedIn every day. I don't think that that's the right strategy. However, I do know that there's people that have been in their industry for decades and don't rely on their LinkedIn profile because their network exists outside of the LinkedIn community. And they'll probably be fine, right? Like they're going to, people know their name, like they don't need to have a LinkedIn profile and that's fine too. Yeah, But yeah, for yeah. newer generations, that's just not, that's not it. You need an online presence. 
go to events and practice. Practice your pitch, practice meeting new people, practice making connections. Connect with people online. So don't only make the connection, but maintain the connection. Go through your feed, things that are interesting to you, make commentary, all those ways that you can just remotely online maintain said connections because a lot of people in this world you're not going to be able to see in person and a lot of my connections are global but make sure that you're doing that to maintain the connections and then for those people that you do work with like in your current office environment (laughs) build trust with them (laughs) be trustworthy do what you say you're going to do so that even if you don't get to talk to that person for a few years their impression of you is lasting enough that if you come back to them being like, hey, I see this job here, you're at this company, can you give me a little Mm -hmm. more information about it? They could be like, yep, no problem. You'd be perfect. I will reach out to so-and-so for you and then create the opportunity that way. It's not just about faking it. You actually need to do the work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good call out. And there probably are other spaces that you can have profiles. We said LinkedIn, but maybe people have other mediums that work better for them. Maybe it's Twitter. Maybe it's there's other things now that you can have your your online profiles on. So Twitter's just an example. Whatever makes sense for your industry, of course, do that. Yeah, exactly. Join Facebook groups. Like you said, there's industry related organizations you can probably join as well. So you can be in the know for webinars and information. I've made a lot of networking connections as well through training. So Mm. it stands to reason that kind of brushing up on your Develop career development skills, maybe not exactly related, but I'm really big into data analytics. That's not necessarily part of my job, but I made a lot of connections in taking some of those courses. So it's important there as well. That's always a opportunity to build connections and relationships and get a mentor. That's a lot. That's a lot of things. Like I need to do some of those things that you mentioned. Well, we'll make a list and we'll 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 create some great content around it so that people have a little bit of a checklist. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You're going to start small of things that you feel like are achievable. I need to get better at this. Yeah, that's a good tip. It's a good tip. So this is a good point, I think, to close out this episode. We've given a lot of information to our listeners to digest. And as always, we love to hear their feedback. Let us know what you think. If you like the episode, give us a rating. If you want to be made aware of any our new episodes as they drop, hit the notification bell on our profile so that you never miss an episode. We ask really great questions and polls at the end of the episode to get your feelings and thoughts about some aspects of the episode. Follow us on the socials. We post great content there. In every episode description, we put the links to all our socials so you can find us very easily. Have I forgotten anything? I think you covered everything, Krista. Look at me. That's my elevator pitch. (laughs) (laughs) For ending the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Connect with us. Subscribe, follow, follow us on the socials. We follow back. And let's make a connection, right? Let's make a connection. Let's see how we can work together. Yes. Awesome. Okay, Miss Sarah. I am looking forward to our next time that we connect next week talking about more juicy topics but until then bye see you next week bye